It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, we're talking about a few topics, and the first one actually came by a listener request. It's from uh, my brother from another mother, Josh Vaughn. Josh is uh, actually a, a really good physical therapist uh, here in town in Columbia, but we're not related. Um, and uh, he, he was asking us to uh, review the Netflix series Unwell, particularly the, the Essential Oils episode. So yeah. uh, yeah, we, we did our homework, right? Started watching it. I hadn't got through the whole series yet. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them. There's like, what, there eight of them? Yeah, yeah. Like that? yeah. But, but that was a, a solid episode. So again, shout out to, shout out to Josh for this. Um, Josh Vaughn, that is. And uh, man, let's get into this. So uh, the... the oh, uh, they cure every day. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Essential Oils, we talked about it on our, on our bullshit episode a, a while back, but... You know, this this episode, it was about half and half, right? It was about half essential oils and half multi-MLM, multi-level yeah, yeah. marketing, pyramid schemes, that kind of thing, yep. too. So, first thoughts. I guess we'll talk about the essential oil side of things, right? So, it, it, any 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 shot yeah. there? I mean, like, we've, we've seen this before, right? It tends to be people that sell this kind of stuff, that pedalist, tend to think it's a cure-all, right? They say, you right, name right. a condition, you name a disease, there's a 99% chance we've got a tonic for it. We can mix in some flavors or whatever. So, right, right, yeah. yeah. Any, any thoughts about that initially? Man, um, some of the claims are interesting, of course, and some people are, are... I saw a tweet about this saying that some of the people in this in that world are, are, you know, Tiger King crazy, like basically like that. That that world is kind of this, as crazy as what we saw yeah, in yeah. the Tiger King raid. Um, but uh, it's... I can understand some ideas in terms of, like smells and their impact in terms of an input to the brain and, and changing how you feel or what you think or or that kind of thing. I think I mean I, can, I guess I can understand that any of any input can cause a change in output right so mm-hmm. maybe you know it does you know if it's a, a pleasurable smell or a or something that's a familiar smell to you that you have a positive association with maybe there is a change in how you feel a little bit mm-hmm. right but we're not actually quote unquote curing anything I mean I it, you know so yeah maybe yeah. maybe it does make you feel a little more relaxed maybe it does make you you know not think about your pain a little bit but like i don't know man <laughs> I'm, I'm trying hard to find some justification on where like yeah, you know they're basically flameless candles right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no, and, and i and i agree uh, aromatherapy so i there's yeah. uh, there's 
Miles Coleman, shout out to him. He's he was a member at CCF. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. So he came and did a guest lecture for us a while back in the class he used to teach. And uh, Miles had a TBI, like really yeah, oh, yeah. gnarly injury. Mm-hmm. He was fell rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fell, yeah he, was, he was put. He was trying to like tie a rope to the yeah, rafters yeah, and fell yeah. back of his head. Uh, really, really bad. Like it, it was really touch and go for him for a while. Uh, but he lost his sense of smell. And I remember he was talking about that. Like he, it was something that he's like, oh, not a big deal. You know, at least I'm alive and I can function and right, you know, right, I'm right. healthy. But then he's talking about like you know in the spring whenever you know fresh cut grass it makes me think about baseball growing up and that mm-hmm. sort of thing too and so he definitely misses that and we, and we know that there's a, a big emotional connection to that as well too right and for sure probably probably more things that we don't understand with our sense of smells associated with as far as taste goes memories emotions all that kind of thing yeah too. for sure but circling back around to this man dude people there's a sucker born every minute right? oh, and, for and, sure. and just watch oh man watching these people talk they, yeah. they, they you could tell like, the, the camera crew they picked the right people for this oh, man because like, it's like embarrassing watching these people talk about it but yeah. then you know it gets into the whole concept of these MLMs these pyramid schemes and I don't know about you, but my newsfeed is riddled with that stuff. Not so much essential oils these days. I think right. that's actually. I, I was kind of surprised when COVID hit. I thought you'd start to see like some concoctions to like cure coronavirus. I haven't actually seen that. You know, no, so no. I, I just saw you come get your neck cracks or your immune system yeah, fight yeah, off. I've seen that. I've seen a couple of those out there. <laughs> um, but man, the uh, so what blows my newsfeed up is the Beachbody stuff. So that's a very similar thing. Um, the the original, I think the original MLM. With the internet era was uh, Amway. Remember Amway? Yeah, I do. Came out of Portland, by the way. Yeah, yep. why, but uh, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, man. Like that uh, pyramid schemes, man. Shit rolls downhill, right? It's it's yeah. a big scam. You know, I, the, the people at the top make the money. People low don't make any money, and then you know people get hoodwinked and they get suckered into stuff, and then months go by, and then they're like, "Crap, I'm losing money. I'm broke." Yeah, now. yeah, no, man. I think people are. are maybe a little gullible and some of that kind of stuff and you've seen the big one I've seen have you seen the um, the I think it's like keto patches yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about like uh, wait the that's not the uh, circles. That's not the stickers, right? No, that's the that was the amino neurofrequency. Yes, okay. That's a whole other okay. thing. No, that was the, that's yeah, okay. that's that's bad. Uh, yep. But the these are like, from what I understand, I think they are basically like imagine nicotine patches, but they're like exogenous ketones. Mm-hmm. I think is what it is. I've been see. I saw that a little uh, bit too. Gotcha. And like, and it's one of those things like you're on your newsfeed, you're looking at it, and then you see somebody start sharing some of those things, and you're just like, oh man, they fell for it. And yeah. You can almost like feel bad for them, and but you can't at that point. You can't talk them out of it, or yeah. you can't. You, so I just keep scrolling bro yeah just keep rolling so what i mean what what is the the lesson with this right i mean it's it's got this stuff's been around since the beginning of time right it goes back to snake oil the original Mm -hmm. you know scam right but it's never failed people are just again sucker born every minute i think it just goes into human psychology in a way people play into people's emotions they try to give them false hopes that kind of thing some people Um, are looking for literally anything mm -hmm. you know anything to help them with whatever they have going on and so they're willing to try anything sometimes they give them a taste give them just a little bit of success and be like okay all you got to do is repeat this and then you're going to be rich but of course it never happens and i think people want to chase that they want to chase that high every time too um but dude this series though is that that's the only episode you watch that's the only one i've watched thus far i got to give you a sneak peek the one you want to see is the breast milk episode oh my god i saw the, I yes. went through the titles and I saw that there there was one on breast milk. So so this jobber, shout out to JJ from Goose Creek, by the way, Goose Creek, South Carolina. Um, oh man, he's buying breast milk on the internet to fuel his bodybuilding needs, right? To fuel his muscles, to help his gains, right? And dude, it is so awkward. There's one part where he's like he like meets this this young mom, this like young girl in a coffee shop, and he he goes, uh, it's so awkward, man. He meets her at the coffee shop and he goes. Uh, 
He goes, this is crazy. Uh, you ever met someone at a coffee shop hustling your boob juice? And, and, you, and you, can, like, you can tell, like, the look she gives him. It's like there wasn't a film crew there. She would have just got the hell out of there. Yeah. Like, this guy's going to turn me into a lampshade. But, um, oh, but it's wild, man. you got to watch that one. And, uh, yeah. That's so yeah. bad. And they don't make a lot of money either, man. It's like 35 cents an ounce, you know. Um, so I mean, if, you, yeah. if, you're, if you're having to pump, what they call it, pump and dump when you got pump to. Up, yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. having to do that, I mean. <laughs> yeah. And, and somebody's willing to pay you yeah. for it. And, and they get some scientists. They talk about, like, you know, the, the huge benefits for babies and you know the risks that come with diseases and how there's not much benefit for adults but you know what i got two kids right have i taken a sip out of my son's bottle yes did, yeah. did I like it? No, but I wanted to. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but just wanted to. I'll take look. I'll take a glass of, of Coburg whole milk with a chocolate chip cookie any day over the breast. Yeah, it's not um, that special. I, I can't say that I, other than when I was a baby, uh, I've not uh, experienced <laughs> that. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad you put that out in yeah, the world. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, man, have to watch that. All right. So quick update on uh, the nicotine stuff. So um, I went. All right, so this is like a this is a pretty pretty interesting visit, primary care visit. I thought it was going to be pretty boring, but um, so I've been doing the nicotine two milligrams a day. I hadn't done any more than that for three and a half weeks now, I think, since mm-hmm. we did that episode. Yeah. Um, I had a, a a visit with my with a primary care physician, and I'll get into why why I went there. Um, and my my vitals, man, dude, blood pressure one ten over sixty eight, resting heart rate fifty seven, and that was actually like they walked me back like through the office and sat down and me. I didn't get to like sit for five minutes and like yeah, you know, the whole actual down. guidelines. Over and there. so 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 far so good as far as that goes, right? I'm not yeah. getting any spikes or anything like that. Too um, energy's still good. Energy's, energy's good, but but so I went. I, I, I scheduled this visit because you know I talked about TRT, right? Again, yeah, yeah. I'm done having kids. I'm done growing hair so I yeah. got nothing to lose now so you pulled it off well though yeah. I, gotta give you, I gotta give you credit man when you came in it was yeah. a shock at first but I, now I'm used to yeah. it yeah. so I, I, I talked to the doc I was like listen you know I'm relatively healthy I feel pretty good but you know I'm 35 years on now so I want to you know think yeah. about this being a life enhancer and that kind of thing so you know I'm considering getting on TRT so he's like alright well, we'll we'll do some blood work we'll see what happens so I'm going to go back in a couple weeks and get those results and see what the deal is and maybe get prescribed I know there's a life sentence that comes with that right yeah once you start yeah you're not not cycling like like you know people on steroids do it's it's different so um you know i got a lot to think about but you know i started that journey and i'm gonna keep you updated if i decide to do it yeah no that's Um, that's interesting i appreciate you keeping us updated (laughs) other thing i got to talk about this all right so i was chatting with the doc and he i definitely don't want to say what doc this was right now at this point Uh, because yeah i know what you're gonna say but but he all right so so 10 weeks ago, he came, he got COVID-19, right? Mm-hmm. So he was sick with it. He self-treated himself, and this is according to him, this is what he's telling me, he self-treated with hydroxychloroquine. Also mentioned that he had 35 patients in his practice that he treated with hydroxychloroquine that were confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis, and every single one of them recovered. None of them had to have hospitalizations because of that. So yeah. um, again, you know, just, just think about that. I keep hearing stories about people that are actually in the trenches, the actual, you know, physicians in the clinic working with patients versus the academia side of things. And it just seems to be too polarizing. These I got to think the answer is always somewhere in the middle, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I think every, the the biggest thing I would, I would just, as a disclaimer, it's like, do your own research, talk with your physician, determine what you yeah. if you're in that position right um, but so. but if you if you are worried about getting COVID and you need uh, somebody who's going to prescribe you that um, shoot me a message I'll, I'll get you the hookup for that for sure he, he mentioned I said so so you're saying that if one of my family members comes down with uh, COVID-19 I can send them to you and you're going to prescribe them hydroxychloroquine he said yes 
But if you got a fever, they can come through the back door. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just gonna say no comment on this. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. like to be in the polar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, but basically, I, like, if I get COVID, I'm I'm taking that medication ASAP with some zinc. Right? With some that's zinc. The combo. That's the yeah, cocktail. that's the combo they right. recommend sometimes. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. Next topic, weighted balls, right? And, and yeah. as much baseball we talk about, we haven't really touched on this at all, have we, ever? Um, I, don't, I don't believe we've gone in depth, at least. Okay. It, maybe it was mentioned at some cool. point. I'm not sure. So um, I guess what, what prompted this? Um, Twitter. Twitter is a cesspool right now, man. Everybody's just pissed off right now. So this is a mm-hmm. pissed off tweet. Um, came from uh, Terry Phillips, DPT. Uh, what he said was, a reminder that weighted ball research that determined they were dangerous had 13-year-olds pull down a two-pound ball. That's something not only abusive clinicians with an agenda do, not actual smart throwing trainers as well. Oh, sorry. Let me repeat that. That's something only abusive clinicians with an agenda do, not actual smart throwing trainers. So, Boom. Clearly can tell what that guy's opinion yes, is yes. on that. So it is yet another controversial topic. Weighted yeah, ball. for sure, man. Um, I... From my years practicing, I was kind of on the assumption that weighted balls are probably not a good thing, and really based off of this, right? So he, who's, ref, who's referring to Mike Reinold, right? Right, yeah. That's who he's referring mm-hmm. to. That um, so, group, Reinold, Andrews, Lenny Mack, and sure. I believe there's maybe one other person in that study. Yeah, and personally, I've kind of, I've kind of looked at, and this may just be my perception, but I've looked at them as kind of the gurus when it comes to you know baseball, baseball shoulders, stuff. elbows, baseball yep. stuff, that kind of thing too. So you know, I've, I've respected their opinions a lot, uh, but. I know that also working with athletes over the years, and I know you probably want to get into you know one of the really high level ones you're working with now. Um, weighted balls seem to be uh, occurring more and more, right? So I think we need yeah. to kind of get dive into you know what weighted ball throwing is, what a program looks like, um, what these proposed risks might be, and what the actual benefits could be as well too. Because right, I imagine it's, it's how you do it, right? It's not necessarily the right, you know. Weighted balls don't kill elbows. People kill elbow, kill elbows, that kind of thing. So we'll yeah, man, yeah. for sure. I think I think just like anything else, the answer, like you mentioned, probably more in the middle. It's not necessarily like weighted balls are. I put them in the the yes category, the no category. I think you got to look at each person in each arm as you know it, as an n equals one uh, mm-hmm. when trying to determine if this is a tool to be used. And and I think even in that Ronald study. Um, Performance was increased in that study in terms of pitch velocity, and that's the whole reason you know people are essentially trying to do these, right? They're trying to to, to increase throwing velocity. Um, the Reynolds study looked and saw that yes, again, these were like they were thirteen to eighteen year olds. I think the mean was somewhere fifteen or sixteen, something like that. They um, they did gain velocity, but um, he he determined they determined they thought that the the primary reason they gained velocity was actually just um, increasing layback, which you know that throwing position has a ton of layback there, and so it was potentially the weighted ball or throwing the weighted balls through this progressive program they had them do over. I think it was like six weeks, increase some layback, increase some velocity, but under their determination, and I can't remember all the details of the study, there was an increased risk of injury and, and there's increased levels of soreness or, or whatever it was, right? Um, now, there have been other studies that show that there's no additional stress added to the, the elbow or the shoulder using weighted balls with the argument saying that because the ball is heavier and the actual um, the velocity and speed of the arm is actually lower, the intensity is actually not any different than if you were throwing uh, a standard-sized baseball. So there's some arguments uh, on what the safety of it. I think for me, I wouldn't want to necessarily dive into these with kind of an immature arm, right? I think it's got to be the right person. But I'll tell you this, the best 
best pitchers in the world are doing this, and the best pitchers in the world are, are um, you know, this is a, a daily thing for them. Not just not necessarily the the act of actually like throwing them, but including them in their 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 warm up and prehab type work. They are doing you know weighted ball work. Um, you mentioned one of ours. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a minor league uh, minor league pitcher on my schedule right now. I'm saying minor league. Uh, Schedule's canceled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, recovering from a UCL strain that was uh, UCL sprain that was actually not a throwing injury, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It was something with an athletic trainer doing like some. I want to say it was like some PNF type work, um, just something. He actually felt a little pop and, and had, had a, a low grade UCL sprain. And um, you know, we've been building back into throwing, and so we've gotten we've tried to get back into his regular routine, which mm-hmm. is a weighted ball type routine. And, and we do a lot of weighted ball work that's not like what your traditional, what you're thinking of, like you're you're going through the throwing motion. We're doing a lot of like reverse throws with it. Um, we're doing some things that are, um, you know, where we're stationary, we're getting some rocking and throws into like into a wall, that kind of stuff. There's a, a ton of different ways you can use this. Um, and, and I think that it can be beneficial. And one of the main reasons I think it can be beneficial is sequencing and, and helping your body figure out what it needs to be able to do. Because throwing is a complicated movement, right? Right. And, and trying to sequence those mechanics can be difficult. And when you are going at, at you know, with a weighted ball or a heavier ball and you're trying to go more maximal effort with that weighted ball, your body has to figure out how to sequence itself to be able to deliver the pitch on time and be able to get your arm where it needs to be on time. Um, because a lot of times you can get away with things with the, uh, a standard baseball because it's so light. Um, so, so I think sometimes you can actually clean up mechanics using weighted balls because the, you inherently your body has to figure out how to sequence itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that can be beneficial. Just like anything else, I think it's it's win, there's a win you have to figure out when it is and a who, and then you have to figure out how you're going to do it in terms of the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other argument is too that the weighted ball stuff, you know, you're actually preparing it by you know just any kind of other overload like you would. You're basically increasing mm-hmm. the what level of stress the the arm can handle, knowing that baseball is a very str- throwing is a very stressful event. Yep. So so you're almost like building some resiliency by going through cycles yep. of it too. So there's a lot there. That, that's a poor point too because if if you if you don't work with high level athletes, if you never have what you got to realize is people at the highest level they they take their bodies through through speeds and they generate forces that the average human being yeah. can't really comprehend right sure. so we're talking about a tissue standpoint they got to be they got to be prepared for that and yeah this could potentially be a method for that from the tissue standpoint mm-hmm. as well yeah, I mean, like, so, the, you know, my guy that I'm right now, I mean, he's been up to 98 in games. And in our bullpens, I'm having to catch him in bullpens, too. We'll do a we'll do a little video of this at some point, but I'm having to actually catch his bullpens right now. What's up, Bill? Dude, it, it's bringing me back, bro. He's up to, I think we, under on the rap soda, which is a big equipment to measuring that, we were up to 96 or something mm-hmm. in the last pin, right? And yep. and so it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. getting, it's got me back. I'm, back. I'm feeling better about it. I'm back gotcha. in the groove now. At first, it felt real quick. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, but this is something, again, too, like, they have specialized camps, like, like, um, specifically drivelines, the one I'm thinking of, where people like from all different organizations, they are flying to you know Seattle, Washington, to those head, headquarters and going through these programs. And now, the, like the Reds, actually just um, hired the head guy of driveline as a consultant because as people get more analytical and you can actually measure all of these things a little bit more, people are looking at the data more. Mm-hmm. They're seeing these increases, and from what I understand, we're not seeing the same you know what you would think would be from an increase in injuries, mm-hmm. injuries, and you see. The top guys right now, um, Giolito just threw that no hitter. Mm-hmm. 
you know, weighted ball guy, shorter, shorter arm action guy, be, you know, Bieber, uh, the Beebs for in, the Indians, probably the AL Cy Young guy, Cy Young winner right now, short arm action, weighted ball guy, Trevor Bauer, huge advocate of weighted balls for the Reds, arguably in the conversation for NL Cy Young right now, weighted ball guy, short right. arm action. It's just how the sport's mm-hmm. evolving, for sure. um, especially it's becoming more data driven. Mm-hmm. They're, they're developing these protocols. So, yeah, that sounds like the answer, as always, is it depends. Right? It depends, right? Yeah, I'm not taking a 13-year-old and putting yeah. in a weight ball program, but you're telling yeah. me a minor league guy that needs to throw a few miles an hour faster to get to the yeah. next level, you know, that's somebody who probably can handle it, assuming they're taking care of their body. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I think I think the lesson here is, as with anything else, be be careful about demonizing a certain right. treatment modality, exercise, whatever it is, right? Because, I mean, just think about just PTs in general. Ten years ago, the, the thought of a barbell being in the clinic was, was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, unheard of. Right? I couldn't imagine not having it's, a barbell. Yeah, right so, um, so yeah, I think, like, I guess like any good scientist, we, we raise more questions than answers as far as this goes. But yeah, um, weighted balls may be good, may be bad, yeah. probably, probably, well, let me rephrase that, right? Doing the right way. Yeah. Right. Good weighted ball throwing is good. Bad weighted right. ball throwing is bad, essentially. Well, well, think about this. A lot of people who push it also sell the weighted balls. So yep. you get that looks bad. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, I think of it, I look at it like CrossFit. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people who really don't understand CrossFit that are like, oh, you do CrossFit, you're going to hurt. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of medical providers that think mm-hmm. CrossFit is evil, right? Yeah. But statistically, when you look at the evidence, there's really no evidence that CrossFit is any more dangerous than mm-hmm. any other mode of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and arguably, something everybody goes and do, running is <laughs> arguably more dangerous than than CrossFit sure. from an injury sure. perspective. And so it's, I think I put this kind of that same category of like there's probably a lot of medical providers that really actually just don't understand it enough to mm-hmm. maybe, that maybe think, oh, this has to increase injury. Yeah. And, but from as far other than that Ronald study, which, you know, people have differing opinions of Ronald and, and everything too, um, and, and of, uh, whether there's an, maybe an agenda there, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, other than that, there there hasn't been a ton of definitive evidence that it makes anything worse or makes sure. it more risk of injury. For sure. And, and at least my interpretation too, with James Andrews, he's been pretty much against it, right? I've, I've basically yeah. seen him. You know, right. And he's well-respected, yeah. well-respected guy, yeah. you know. But, you know, and he's done so much, so much good too, especially with like overutilization of mm-hmm. imaging drug surgery, uh, athletes, you know, specializing in one particular sport that sort of thing too yep. so um, he's been really good with that but it sounds like you might need to get caught up a little bit on the he's, he's, stuff, he's, you, know? you know he's a legend you know you could say in, in this field just in general yeah. um, in sports medicine and innovative in so many different ways um, mm-hmm. but again you know I don't think his hands I don't think he was probably hands on with those guys sure. necessarily in that study too he's sure. probably part of it in some way but yeah. um, I'd be willing to bet he probably wasn't too for sure <laughs> you know in actually doing yeah. it and so it'd be interesting to see you know to actually sit down and talk to him about his opinion and that kind cool. of thing. So as anything else, keep an open mind, uh, do your research and practice on yourself a little bit too, right? You know, yeah. Sprinkle yeah, yeah little plow ball work, yep. man. Exactly. Cool. All right. Anything else before we sign off? I got to get to a 10 o'clock. No, man. All I'm right. going to go watch that breast milk, milk episode. Yeah, right. yeah. Get on that. I know what you think. <laughs> yep. All right. This is Better Faster Podcast. We're out. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.